Hello, I am Dr. Dao Xinli, Department Chair for the Doctorate Degree Program at Yosan University of Traditional Chinese Medicine. And I'm James Goyan, Senior Faculty for the Doctorate Degree Program at Yosan University. Please join us as we explore acupuncture points and their clinical applications. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm fine, Dao. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm looking forward to our podcast today, and uh, I think we're going to go through uh, six points. We're going to um, look at spleen nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, and heart. Uh, we're going to go into heart channel one, two, and three. It's, uh, these are some uh, interesting, exciting points, especially when you get to a heart channel. Um, but let's don't short change on the spleen channel. We got some um, helpful points uh, as well, uh, such as spleen twenty one. So that is um, get started. Um, the first point we want to talk about is spleen nineteen. Spleen nineteen. Uh, the Chinese name is Xiong Xiang. Xiong Xiang. Xiong means chest, and Xiang means village. And basically, this means um, if you put it together, this village of the chest. Basically, just saying that this um, point is located in the chest region, and that um, it's a since it's a village. Village means it's a collection place. So this is one of the points where um, the energy from the spleen channel uh, collects um, into this point and probably distributes. Um, Outward, and that's uh, what it really means uh, uh, for this point. Um, how would you uh, locate this point, Jim? Well, going from the midline and the, uh, the anterior midline or the ren channel, I would locate it at six on lateral to this CV channel or ren channel in the third intercostal space. And uh, this Xiongxiang, um, uh, this point, spleen nineteen originates. Um, from the Zhenzhou uh, Jiajing, and that is where we see the first description of a location of this uh, this point. Um, and um, this point has an action of dispersing the lung, stop cough, regulate qi, stop pain, and uh, it's also good for diaphragmatic um, issues. Um, so that's basically its main action uh, with this point. And uh, Jim, how would you treat it? I'm using it for chest pain primarily and treating it as a local point in such cases. I would agree with you. And uh, I'll just add on to it. Um, there are people who have used this point uh, besides for the chest pain, also for um, vomiting issues, for swallowing difficulties, uh, for diaphragm uh, muscle spasms, for bronchitis, um, cough, asthma type of issues, um, and also intercostal neuralgia issues. Um, I thought I'd add that on. Um, these are just some of the experiences that people have. And as point location-wise, this point frequently combines with pericardium 6 for chest pain. <clears throat> you can also combine this point with a back heart su point, uh, also for chest pain, chest distension. 
You can also combine, and for lung issues, for asthma and for cough, you can also combine with lung seven and conception vessel seventeen、uh, for the treatment of cough and、uh, asthma. And how would you needle it? Normally, in a in a costal space, I'm inserting the needle in an oblique direction,、uh, obliquely laterally or obliquely medially, for example,、uh, and this would be to the depth of zero point five to one sun. Being careful, of course, not to penetrate deeply into the incostal space because there is a risk at this level of a pneumothorax on a deep insertion. I would totally agree with you, and、uh, with my acupuncture student, I usually、um, limit them to about point three to point five chun, especially for beginners, to be very cautious、uh, with this point、uh, for beginning acupuncturist. Um, and、um, looking at the classics,、uh, we can see that this point is、uh, in Zhenjiu Jiaijing. They talk about how this point is used for such chest and diaphragm pains where you cannot even turn during your sleep, and、um, and if you have any referral pain from the chest to the back to the upper and mid back. Uh, Xiongxiang is a、uh, spleen nineteen. It's a good point to be、um, to be used. You can also max out this point and Wai Tai Bi Yao talk about how you can max out this point for the same problem. You don't actually have to always needle. You can also max out this point, especially for cold contracting type of pain. Um, any、uh, any other things you want to add to this point? No,、uh, again, for me, it's a, a local point, and some of the indications you mentioned、uh, make sense to me, and I'll consider those. Yeah, it's a. I, I would say this is more of a point that's used really, really for local issues.、Um, there is not a lot of documentation for distal problems,、um, and it's not. I wouldn't say that this is the most commonly used point、uh, there is. Uh, so. Um, If、uh, everything's okay with you, we should、uh, move on to our next point. Okay,、um, let's go to spleen twenty. Spleen twenty, Zhou Rong. Zhou Rong. It's、um, basically Zhou means、uh, peripheral, and Rong means、um, nourishment. So Zhou Rong means peripheral nourishment. And basically,、um, this、uh, point has really two meanings. Peripheral nourishment means that this point is, even though it's on the spleen channel, and since it's going through the lung area and the heart area, it's also helpful to nourish the lung and the heart,、um, and as well as the liver, the gallbladder, and the pericardium. And so that's the very、uh, first thing that、um, it、uh, the name of this uh, uh, point. The second thing is that it talk about how、um, since、um, you know the as you know spleen channel is an earth element, and as, as you know the earth element give growth, give development, give birth、uh, to the middle element, and middle element is、um, basically our lung. And so, and 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 this point is so close to the middle of the lung, 
And uh, so uh, we have this name Zhong to really describe the closest connection between the spleen organ to the lung organ via the spleen channel of spleen 20, Zhong. So this is uh, another meaning of uh, this name. I see. How would you locate it? This one is on that spleen channel in the chest, which is defined as six and lateral to the Ren Mai or the CV channel, and is in the second intercostal space. And uh, would you locate it uh, sitting up or lying down face up? How do we, what's the position of the body? Well, I could do it in both positions as I'm more dependent upon bony structure and the cartilage related to the bony structure of the, the ribs and the maneuver of the sternum. So most of the time I'm treating the patient in the supine position with this and then locating that uh, ribbed cartilage of the second rib. That means uh, we have a landmark just at the junction where the manubrium, uh, the uppermost bone on the midline, and the sternum meet. And then I'm using that to find the second rib. And if I place uh, fingers on both sides of that, above and below, so to speak, the the lower finger is in the second intercostal space. I then have to divide the clavicle, for example. That would be one way of finding this sun measurement, which is eight sun from the midline to the outer border of the clavicle. And then I would uh, subdivide that into units and find my six sun units and carry it to the second intercostal space. So that's how I would find it in sitting or in supine position. That's very helpful. And um, of, of course, this point um, in Zhen Jiu Jia Jing, the way it actually discussed about is how um, in Zhen Jiu Jia Jing, actually the name, the original name, and that's where it originates, it's actually not called Zhou Rong, it's actually called Zhou Yin, Zhou Yin. And it talked about how this is just right below lung one point, about 1.6 chun. 1.6 trim. So very close to the lung one point. Um, and I just, I thought I'd bring that up uh, in a sense of yes, uh, yes. Uh, classics. There is the connection from location between the hand and foot tie-in as well. Yes. That's right. That's right. And uh, this point has a um, action of dispersing lung, stop asthma, regulate qi, and dissolve phlegm. Uh, it really opens up the chest. Um, it really benefits the qi. So any kind of stagnation uh, of qi in the lung, uh, this works quite well, works quite well. So I think um, that is the, um, the main action of what this point uh, uh, can do. Um, and Jim, what, what are some of the primary indications? Well, I'm thinking again of chest discomfort and pain, uh, maybe with various descriptions, tightness, a sensation of suffocation, sensation of fullness. So going in the direction is a local indication of discomfort and pain, somewhat like the spleen, uh, uh, the previous spleen point 19, and uh, other points in the chest area. I what about you? Yeah. What other indication? Well, I would totally uh, agree with you, and I would just add on to it that this point 
has used um, Wiley for intercostal neuralgia, obviously, um, also for bronchitis and also for bronchiectasis. And pretty much one of the main points or useful point um, combining with lung one in the treatment of COPD uh, situations. So a uh, pretty useful point when you're combined with uh, other points such as lung one. So in the treatment, if we look at a point combination, um, in the treatment to treat for cough and asthma, we can definitely combine this point spleen 20 zorong with lung 5 zizhe as well as conception vessel 17. Um, if we are treating for chest pain, and especially when it's more outer part of the chest, we can definitely combine with uh, Sanjiao 5, Y1. Um, that's a pretty good combination for that kind of particular symptoms of chest pain. Um, how would you uh, needle it? Well, again, I tend to needle obliquely in an intercostal space and uh, needling uh, based upon the ma the muscle mass, the pectoralis major there and how thick it is, but basically uh, suggesting around 0 0.5 to 1.0 sun. The more muscle mass, the, the deeper the depth would be. But of course, we're being careful once again of the pneumothorax possibility. I totally would agree with you and I would... Basically, again, for my acupuncture students that I teach, I tend to um, go up on the safe side. Um, you should go from 2.3 to 0.5 chun and ask them to do obliquely laterally toward the outside of the body. Um, so uh, thank you for that. And looking at the classics, um, if you look at classic white type B, I'll talk about this is a very good point for chest fullness where you cannot lie down at all, where there's a lot of cough, uh, there's poor asthma, and there's some um, pus or phlegm um, expectoration. Uh, talk about the same thing and talk about desire to drink and same thing coughing and coughing up very uh, turbid and smelly uh, phlegm. Um, so this is uh, basically um, uh, some of what a classic has documented. Very good. Do you have anything else to uh, add before we go on to our next point? Well, again, uh, in addition to the specific indicates you mentioned, I'm looking at spleen 19 and 20 for, with similar applications as being points for discomfort in the chest area, whether it's a lung condition, perhaps even a heart condition, but uh, also conditions like intercostal neuralgia. So just repeating some of the indications and summarizing it, chest discomfort pain would be a key indication. And I would second that, and I would say that um, if I have a choice between spleen 19 and 20, I would say the spleen 20 is more geared toward lung issues. And while spleen 19, you still can use that point for some nausea, some vomiting issue that have to do with epigastrial diaphragm uh, issues. Good. Let's look at spleen 21 now. Spleen 21, da uh, bao. Um, this is a wonderful point. Um, it's a widely used point and widely researched point 
in a lot of the um, Chinese uh, acupuncture uh, magazines, uh, journals. Um, da means ginormous, means big, means giant. Bao means to embrace. Uh, it can embrace in a big way. Da bao. And we know that this point is the, what we call the large low point of the spring chong. As you know, that spleen channel is extremely important because um, the spleen organ is really our fundamental nutrition, where our nutritive qi, uh, blood, yin and wei really circulates through this channel and gets distributed to many different organs of the body. The This large uh, low point, this da bao point, is a distribution uh, center. It's like if we look in the United States, our distribution center might be in the middle of America, something like St. Louis, uh, something like Chicago. Well, Dabao is like the city of St. Louis. It distributes all the nutrient to every single organs of the trunk. So uh, that's the reason why this point, Dabao, is so named. Um, how would you, um, uh, Jim, how would you, um, um, locate this point? Well, we're on the, the side of the abdomen now, our chest abdomen. And so what I would suggest is, uh, finding the middle of the axilla and staying on the axillary line and then locating the tip of the free end of the 11th rib and uh, dividing that distance in half. So putting it on the midpoint of that axillary line between the center of the axilla and the level of the tip of the free end of the 11th rib. Excellent. And um, the characteristic, uh, again, I say earlier regarding to the large low point of the spleen, again, this low point really connects directly to the liver, to the gallbladder, to the pericardium channels and organs is very close to the heart, the kidney, the lung and the stomach channel as well as organ. So I would say that uh, this channel and this point, spleen channel and spleen point Dabao, probably is the closest to all the 12 Zhang and Fu organs. And that's the reason why we call this the large low point of the spleen. And because it denotes how it can embrace all the Zhanghu organs. And the action of this point, besides to have the ability to govern and master all the other low points, and it controls all the tendons and the bones, it also benefits the chest as well as the ribs and the hypochondrian uh, regions. It's a very uh, useful point in dispersing literally any pain in the whole body. Um, so it does have this regulation of all the yin and yang channel, and the way it regulates is by regulating all the low point of all the channels. So if you kind of sum it up, it really regulates qi and act- activate all the low point. That's the action um, of this point. And Jim, what's the what are the primary indications? 
Well, I mentioned generalized pain, as you suggested, uh, chest pain as a local adjacent point, as well as pain in the hypochondric area. But I'm very interested in hearing if you have other applications or indications for this point. Well, you're totally right. And I would say pneumonia is um, definitely um, in there. Um, and uh, coastal chondritis is in there. I would also say that for any chronic fatigue situation or any situation where that the limbs, such as in Parkinson's or MS, where the limbs uh, becomes forceless, uh, when there's body aches throughout the whole body, um, this point can, it's one of those points that is very good for those kind of symptoms, those kind of symptoms. And if we look at point combination, Spleen 21 Dapa, we can combine with Sun Gel 5. Uh, we can combine gallbladder 34, one in the arm and one in the leg area to treat all joint aches, all the major joint aches in the body. We can combine with liver supine. Um, I believe that is 18, uh, bladder 18, gallbladder 34, um, to treat chest and diaphragmatic and intercostal pains. So these are some of the combinations that I would use. Uh, how would you needle this point? Well, I'm going to be in an intercostal space in most cases here and uh, basically needling oblique in that area, uh, 0.5 to 1. So I'm with a cautious, uh, once again, uh, puncturing cautiously because I don't want to needle deeply into the intercostal space and uh, affect a, an organ like the lung causing pneumothorax. Yes, I would uh, definitely agree with you. Uh, again, uh, for my students, I usually tell them, let's do a 0.3 to 0.5 turn. Let's do it obliquely. And interesting enough, there is also needling technique to use this point to treat actually neck pains. And the way you do it is to pinch up. Obviously, this, you know, you got to be able to find some me there. Pinch up the flesh and needle it upward, uh, at this point toward, uh, toward the, uh, the neck area. But this is a superficial needling. And you needle it that way and you twist the needle until when it gets kind of sore and distended. Uh, so you're not really not touching the lung, but except in the superficial, um, the muscle or membrane there. Um, and that has been um, interesting. It's been used um, to uh, treat uh, neck pain also as well. Hmm. I didn't know that one, that indication. Yeah. And um, if we look at the classics, Huan Di Nei Jin Lin Su in the Jin Mai um, chapter, they talk about when there is excess conditions, our body will be in a lot of pain. And when we have deficiency conditions, our joints will be pain. So it's very interesting how the Huan Di Nei Jin start to differentiate the difference between body pain and joint pain. Joint pain is a form of deficiency, and while the body pain is a form of excess. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how, um, you know, this point, um, since it's a low point and it really control all the blood, uh, channels, um, and we can use this point for any kind of body pain and joint pain, both. And Zhen Jiu Jia continue, 
uh, to confirm that. On top of it, it adds on to useful asthma, useful chest distension, and chest pain kind of issues. And on top of it, it also adds, adds on the coldness if there's just shivers and coldness throughout the whole body. And it、um, describes that you can probably max out this point. And、uh, onward, we can see this point described in Beiji Qianjin Yaohuang, as well as Wai Tai Biya, with a similar kind of description of what this point can be used for.、Um, do you th- have anything else to add? No, that's very thorough, very interesting. Oh, I'm. Oh, I forgot. I'm going <clears> to <throat> add one more.、Uh, there is some research that's shown that this is actually a very good point、uh, to use for chest. Or lower back、uh, sprain or strain, acute lower back sprain or strain.、Uh, basically, needle is point and horizontally, and go toward go toward where the pain is at, and twisting and turning, and going in about point five turn. And、uh, this was a research that shown in about fifty cases. The effective rate right away of、uh, changes and and、uh, um, decrease of the pain、uh, reaches about thirty eight cases,、um, and there's out of that fifty cases, twenty eight cases you can see a little bit, almost ninety percent ninety percent curative effect. So、uh, this is actually pretty amazing、um, in this research.、Mm. Uh, Jim, you got anything else to add to this point? No, no, no. Let's go to heart one now. Okay, time for us to move to heart channel. Heart one.、Uh, heart one means Ji、uh, Quan. That's the、uh, the name. Ji means extreme. Quan、uh, means an extreme. It could be the highest point. It could be the end. It could be、uh, basically extreme in the sense of quantity and quality. Quan means spring. Quan means spring means water spring, and so this point is located. And you will talk a little bit more about in the armpit area. Is considered to be one of the highest point of the upper arm. So I believe that's why it's named that way. And since it's in such a rich area of sweat glands, and so we call this the extreme water fountain. Uh, to denote、um, the richness of this、um, uh, sweating glands、uh, in this area, I believe that that's、uh, basically the,、uh, the 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 description,、um, the meaning of this name.、Uh, how would you locate it, Jim? The heart one point in the center of the axilla and medial to the axillary artery.、Uh, that's easy to say, but the location itself takes a little practice and is very important in locating the point heart one to、uh, isolate or identify the pulsation of the axillary artery. So I tend to actually、uh, start distal to the point where I can palpate the artery clearly by pressing against the bone on that.、Uh, Uh, inner aspect of the humerus, and then I follow that pulsation or the artery, if you will, all the way up to uh, the point uh, heart one. Then, when I'm needling it, I hold that artery so that I don't penetrate it and injure it. How how does the patient do with the arm at this point? 
Mm-hmm. Do you? Well, there's several, several possibilities. When we talk about indications, for example, it could be used locally for the shoulder. And in some cases, the patient can't, uh, can't one cannot abduct that arm, that shoulder joint well because of a limitation of motion. So it has to be cleverly positioned. Uh, oftentimes, I'll needle it with the patient in a supine position. And then I'll passively abduct the shoulder, holding with my supporting left hand. My needling hand will be the right hand. Uh, I'll support that uh, that uh, humerus and palpating the artery with my left hand and slowly passively abduct the arm uh, so that I can gain access to that point. Okay, That would be one example. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't use it, of course, for shoulder pain. So... If they don't have a shoulder pain, I usually have them supine position, like what you say, and just put a palm underneath um, their uh, head so their arm is raised up. And then I would treat it, palpate treat it like what you say. And then after I put the needles in, then I would actually bring the arm down to relax the arm to the side. Um, and uh, I would actually move the arm myself for them. That's how I usually would do it. Um, anyway, that's just my, my own opinion in that sense. Um, Very good. Well, maybe when we get to the indications, I'll talk a bit about more of what indication by the shoulder I would use it for and why I would use it that way. That would be great because I, okay. I, I don't use it a lot for the shoulder pains, and maybe you can give us some guidance on that. But basically, in the action, um, it opens up the chest, and it can calm the spirit. It has an action of regulating qi and activate blood and open up both channel and collaterals. It did talk about that this point is obviously can also use for shoulder arm pains and upper extremity paralysis. Um, and since um, this is um, one of the what we call the highest point, of the heart channel um, is um, it can be used for any kind of heart and spirit issues, regulating blood, stopping pain. Again, comes the heart, comes the the spirit. Um, and um, um, oh, another thing that since it's um, it's an extreme water fountain, it can be also used for sweating problems or frequently um, um, body odor issues. Um, so it's again coming back to summarize it. Um, it has a good regulating qi and activating blood actions. So, Jim, what, what are the primary indications? What would you use this point for? Um, again, I'll, I'll talk about the local action, the shoulder pain, and the pain in the upper extremity. Maybe a lot, let you talk about some other ones in a moment, but I'll explain the types of shoulder pain I would be treating. Uh, basically, I find it to be a useful point, not always my first choice in treating a problem where there's a, a shoulder impingement pattern with, we'll describe it specifically as a pattern where there's uh, pain on shoulder abduction and perhaps lateral rotation. But uh, a part of the problem is that uh, 
not just the pain is uh, provoking a limitation of motion, but also simply the shortening of muscles around the uh, glenohumeral joint. And uh, one of the main or frequent problems I encounter is a problem where the subscapularis muscle, which is anterior to the scapula, but uh, has an insertion to the lesser uh, tubercle of the humerus, uh, is involved. And so I can use heart one uh, to affect that problem. Again, it's one of several possibilities, but it can be helpful in certain cases. The interesting thing about that point is I, I can also needle it to relieve pain on the lateral aspect of the shoulder, say in the area uh, uh, just inferior to the acromion, maybe from a, a inflamed or swollen bursa, based upon the principle of treating the yin aspect of the local shoulder area, the medial aspect with the heart channel, for a pain on the lateral or yang aspect. So this is for me a channel, an, uh, an example of using channel collateral theory to treat the medial meridians to, uh, to affect uh, disorders of the lateral meridians. Okay, if the pain location is on the lateral aspect. Did I confuse with that? No, doubt? no, not at all. Um, I wonder, can, you th- can we use this point for frozen shoulder issues? Well, the, the, this would be for the frozen shoulder issue, yeah. And again, I, I'll ex, uh, expand my explanation. Say, so, yeah, this would be the case where the subscapularis is preventing uh, um, uh, active abduction. Uh, that means the patient tries to raise their shoulder in abduction and uh, it has trouble, not just because of pain, but because of shortening of the subscapularis. I've also done it with an adhesive capsulitis condition, uh, but again, uh, practically, uh, that can be a challenge because in certain cases, especially in the advanced case of a, an adhesive capsulitis, it's very, very difficult to get the shoulder in abduction to even reach this point. Mm-hmm. So, so that's mm-hmm. why. It may not be the first choice in an adhesive capsulitis, but uh, based upon how I can uh, move the scapula and so forth, I can use it for certain cases of subscapular uh, muscle uh, contracture or shortening. Yeah, I'm also always interested because frozen shoulder is such a difficult situation to to treat. And um, having Mm -hmm. some extra uh, arsenal of different points that we can use is always really helpful. Um, and I'll, I'll add on some, um, other indications because, um, this point, if you look Please. at the classics and contemporary use, it's, it's a list. It's quite big of a list. First of all, is it has been documented for upper extremity paralysis, for heart pain, for palpitation, for coronary heart disease, for pericarditis, for chest distension, uh, for costochondritis, for chest hypochondria pains, uh, for rib pains, for intercostal neuralgia, for scrofula, um, and uh, besides all the joint pain of the shoulder, it's also used for any kind of lymphatic disorders here. Uh, when you have lymphatic swellings, um, can be used uh, also for uh, distension of the arms, uh, edema of the arms, sore throat, restlessness, thirst, depression, dry vomiting, um, jaundice, um, sadness, stomach pains, uh, body odor, 
um, oh, even lactation dysfunction, lactation dysfunction. And very interesting enough, it also has been used for forgetfulness and, and seniority. So I wonder if this point can probably be used for some, um, um, maybe Alzheimer. Um, maybe we need to look into that. But anyway, uh, it's a whole list. And uh, so I thought I'd share that with us, uh, with everybody here. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about research a little bit later. Uh, but for point combination, uh, this point frequently, uh, heart one, uh, ji quan, we combine with, for example, san jiao five and san jiao six uh, for rib pains. We frequently um, combine with large intestine 15 for shoulder pain issues, combine with lung 9, for example, for lung issues and sore throat issues, um, combine with liver 3, also for sore throat or dry throat issues, um, combine with salmon um, uh, heart, uh, heart 7, and neguan uh, pericardium 6 for calming the heart, uh, calming in the spirit um, and uh, so it's uh, quite a bit of combination with this point uh, very interesting we see this point used quite a bit in the more shall we say in the more ancient classical setting I'm not so sure contemporarily I don't know if a lot of people use this point as much uh, these days compared to before um, maybe you can add on to that well, I just mentioned there is a, a challenge with it in terms of its locations. I think uh, that has to be is to be mentioned. Uh, and the second point uh, is that there are is a risk of also penetrating into the lung if one penetrates improperly in this point in the direction of the the rib cage, as well as a uh, risk of injuring the uh, axillary artery and therefore causing a a bleeding pattern or a hematoma, okay? So when I'm needling it once again, I try to keep my fingers over the blood vessel. So the pulsation is what I'm paying attention to and needling medial to that site. And I'll penetrate with the uh, perpendicular insertion, in this case, uh, 0 0.5 to 1.0. So I'm, I understand uh, being pretty cautious that one could needle uh, to a, a more shallower depth. But in this particular case, with up to one, so I'm gearing into the shoulder joint perhaps with the needle, so I'm not in the direction of the ribs or in a, in a dangerous zone, so to speak. And as I'm covering the artery, I don't have a, any worry about causing bleeding. I totally agree with you and with my acupuncture students. If they are training for this point, I usually don't hand over one twin needle to them. Um, I usually give them a 0.5 twin needle and limit it to the deep insertion of 0.3 to 0.5 twin. Um, there are some documentation that talk about you can max out this point, and there are also some classics says no. So um, I think um, it really, um, I have maxed out this point without any issues, but there are reasons why you don't max out because just in case you may damage the blood vessel. And I think in the old day, when it, because in the old time, most of the time in the classics, when they talk about maxa, they talk about direct maxibushion. 
So we need to kind of have an idea. All、oh, contemporary, we tend to, to more indirect, and but more in the in the in the ancient times,、uh, in the old day, they tend to do more direct, and there tends to be more damage possibility. So therefore, some classics talk about no、uh, max expression in this. So if we look at classics,、um, it's. Basically, documenting many, many different places in Wai Tai Bi Yao, it talk about this point is really good for heart pain and for abdominal pain, for dry vomiting, and for heart pains,、uh, for jaundice,、uh, for feverish in the palm. In the Tongnan,、uh, it talk about same thing,、uh, but on top of it, it talk about for dry throat and restless thirst. And Zhen Jiu Da,、uh, Zhen Jiu Da Chen, he talk about how this can be used for sadness and depression. Um, so, um, quite a bit of documentation from the classics.、Uh, do you have anything else to add before I move on to research on this point? No, please talk about research. In the research, there are four main areas that has shown to be quite interesting. The very first is that it does affect、um, heart rhythm physiology. By、um, basically, there is a research that's by、um, probing,、uh, pricking with your finger on this point, just tapping, tapping on a regular basis,、um, and measuring the heartbeat at the same time. Um, it actually can actually slow down the heart rate.、Um, it shows it slows down the heart rate is quite interesting. And needling this point also has shown that it slows down the heart rate. Slows down the heart rate. So,、uh, so any tachycardia condition, this has been、um, suggested to be a useful point to slow down the heart rate. So that's number one. Number two,、um, the research talk about that this point is quite useful、um, in the treatment for shoulder joints, and uh,、um, and is、uh, quite effective. Interesting enough, when all the other common point hasn't been useful, when you use the superficial point such as large testin fifteen, and all the other point when it doesn't work, when you use this point, it seems to be very effective. So that's the second research is shown. The third research is shown is that massaging, and we are not talking about needling. Again, tapping and flip, flicking with your finger on this point、um, and creating some tingling and numbness can be used for neck pain.、Uh, can be used especially for neck strain、uh, after sleep issues,、um, and also not at least <clears throat> this point. Has been used to treat for、uh, body odor and sweat, smelly、uh, situations. So that's just some of the research report that has shown interesting enough with this point. Jim, do you have anything else to add before we、uh, move on to heart two? Not at this time. Let's go on to heart two. Heart two means chining. Chining、uh, basically、uh, came out of. The, the Taiping, Shen Hui Huang, and、um, Qin means、um, Qin can means、um, growth or 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 birth、uh, or purity or actually the color of blue or green. Lin means spiritual. Lin means spiritual. Qin can also mean light. 
So what he means a lot of time, this point, it's a, it's a very light, it's a very spiritual point. It's an interesting point that's used a lot for spirit, for the hearts and issues. And that's why we call this chinning point, chinning point. At least that's my understanding of the description and the meaning of this name. How would you uh, locate it, Jim? I'm locating this uh, and the heart channel in the groove medial to the biceps brachii muscle. And this particular point is three sun proximal to the medial elbow crease. And to define that sun measurement, I, I want to mention that for defining the distance between heart one and the um, uh, medial elbow crease, as I could refer to it, we, we're talking about a nine sun measurement here. And so I'm dividing the thirds and finding this third junction or this uh, junction between the distal one-third and proximal two-thirds. Great, great. Again, I want to make a point where that the original point uh, originates from Zhenjiu Jiaijin, uh, but later on, it really the name really changed um, when we uh, look at uh, text uh, much later. Um, yeah. yeah, so again, I just want to make sure we're yeah. clear with that. Now, let, let me just correct something I mentioned. I was thinking of heart one relative to the heart channel, but it's actually the anterior axillary crease, which is our landmark uh, for the ninth and measurement. So if we, we have our el, uh, shoulder joint adducted I'm and the elbow perhaps at a 90-degree flexed uh, angle, then I would be locating from the anterior axillary fold, approximating the heart channel, and uh, measure that to this uh, elbow crease, and that dividing into thirds, and then finding the point heart three on the junction of the distal third and proximal two-thirds of that nine-sun unit. You're very thorough. You're very thorough, and I can tell uh, you. Well, the, old and senile and getting somewhat forgetful, but I was concentrating more on the heart alive yeah, from heart. Because if you look at the classics, it really talk more about the location should really be from the heart three and the three twin above. And it doesn't really talk too much about coming downward uh, from the heart one either. So what you do there is so thorough and so precise. It's extremely helpful. Uh, well, coming, uh, let's, let's look into the action. Um, basically, this point, Qingning, has the action of regulating qi and stop pain, opening up the chest and calms the heart. It also can be used to clear head and eye. Um, so <clears throat> this is uh, just some of the, uh, basically, um, some of the action of this, uh, this point. What, uh, what can we use this point for? Jim? I'm using it for uh, local conditions, the upper arm area, for example, a problem related to the biceps, although not needling into the biceps. Uh, so a local application, upper arm pain. And I'm going to add on to it for internal medicine condition, uh, for jundas, uh, for eye pains, for headaches, um, and uh, for heart pains, angina. Uh, for uh, basically, um, um, let me see what else. It's 
can also use for blurry vision. Uh, but uh, in a lot of contemporary texts, it talks about very good for migraine and any kind of neurological and vascular type of uh, headaches. Um, so that's, um, I want to add that into it. And with point combination, this heart two point tends to combine with heart three to treat um, the upper arm um, numbness and tingling. Um, you can combine with large intestine 11 to treat uh, elbow pain. Um, um, you can combine with large intestine 15 and large intestine 11 for shoulder pains. Um, we can also use this uh, combined with large intestine 4 to clear vision and clear uh, liver. And uh, we can also add uh, stomach 40, for example, in clearing, uh, strengthen the spleen and dissolve phlegm. So that is useful when there's a lymphatic swelling and lymphadenopathy, um, especially in the armpit area. So this is basically some of the point combination that I can find uh, for this point. How would you needle it? Uh, this can be needled perpendicularly or obliquely, uh, 0.5 to 1.0 sun. Uh, the deeper depth or the one-son depth, uh, more for directing the needle in a, a certain direction, maybe into the biceps muscle, for example. That's great. And uh, I would say in the classics, um, this point has been used um, a lot for um, unable to raise the shoulder, unable to put clothes on. Um, interesting enough, in the old day, in the ancient time, um, the clothes tend to be blue dyed. Um, so, um, and, and since this, the name of this point can be also described as blue, green, um, and light, um, it, this also means is that this can treat this condition where you can allow you to be nimble again and be able to put on your blue clothes. So that's another description of this name. Um, so anyway, so all the texts uh, in Tonglen and Zhenjiu Daqun and Leijin and talk about all talk about the shoulder pains, uh, talk about the eye eye jaundice and the headache issues. I see. Very good. Any uh, <clears throat> anything else to add before we go on to our big point, Heart Three? No, I'm ready for Heart Three. Heart Three is very widely used, <clears throat> and I use this point quite a bit. Sao high. Um, this point originates from Zhenjiu Jiaijin and uh, used to be called Qi Jie, Qi Jie in the, uh, in the text. Um, this is a hard channel point. <clears throat> it's a Hersi point. And uh, Sao means lesser or small. High means sea. So this is a small sea. And, uh, um, basically, um, it's a, it's a south in channel point and it's a, it's a small depression right by the inner elbow area. And we can talk a little bit more about this name uh, a little bit later. Uh, Jim, how would you locate this point? I'm looking for a palpable depression in the middle between the medial end of the transverse elbow crease when the elbow is somewhat flexed and the medial epicondyle of the humerus. So I'm looking for that on a muscular, on a topographical level. On a muscular level, I'm looking to be into the muscle of the flexor carpi ulnaris uh, on this medial aspect of the 
uh, elbow at the level of the elbow joint crease. How would you needle this uh, point? I always have interesting um, feeling about this because there's some tax talk about you should bend the elbow and there's some tax that doesn't really talk mm-hmm. about bending the elbow. And also what position, supine, uh, how would you do this point? Mm-hmm. Well, that depends a bit about how I'm u- why I'm using it. I'm going to give you two quick indications. One, if I'm using it for the shen or calming the shen or for a heart-specific function, if you will, I'll do it generally with the patient in a supine position. I'll place a pillow under the wrist, a relatively high pillow. I'll palpate the, the uh, point very precisely, looking for that flexocarpi ulnaris, looking for the depression in that area to def- define this previously, and then I'll needle perpendicularly into that area, not necessarily very deep, often up to 0.5 tsun. That would be one example, keeping the pillow under the wrist for comfort and to keep that flexed angle. Now, the second thing I'm doing is give you an example of a a commonly used uh, application, a common application at this point, and that would be for knee pain. And as I do like to treat pain in the knee, acute or chronic, but current, that means the patient has pain, uh, by uh, using points in the elbow area, I'll use the point on the hand shao uh, yin channel, heart channel, as defined, uh, needling it with the elbow slightly bent, and then I'll uh, be needling it for, for example, foot shao yin knee problem, pain in the medial aspect of the knee. Uh, maybe it's related to the meniscus, maybe it's related to structures which attach at that medial aspect. And then what I'll do is stimulate the needle, uh, pull the needle slightly out of the muscle so that it hangs there, and then have the patient walk with that knee. So you ask me how and I'll tell you exactly if I'm treating for the knee. I want to engage with walking. Uh, So I'm stimulating the point, and the patient then has to uh, have the arm slightly bent or can straighten it if the needle is uh, removed from the muscle. Fascinating. Yeah. Would you do it contralateral? So if you have a left knee problem, would you be using the right elbow area, the right uh, heart three, or vice versa? Well, um, yeah, <laughs> a long talk conversation here. I, I tend to start on the contralateral side, but I'm not completely convinced it's the only possibilities as I've often seen ipsilateral treatment be just as effective for that condition, that method. So often using contralateral as a starting point, but I ha- don't hesitate to use ipsilateral at the same time. How about on the stomach? How about if somebody lies on their stomach? Wouldn't that be easier? The elbow can be bent when they're lying down. Wouldn't that be easier in that sense? Yeah, it's just that I tend to combine uh, other points for a main action if I'm treating Shen-related problem or heart-related problems at the same time. And although, of course, I can do a back shoe point, I like to use other points on either the pericardium channel or maybe a spleen six or another point, and they're more, more appropriate for me to reach in the supine position. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that explanation. That's very useful. And if we talk about the characteristics of this point... This is a Hersey point of the heart channel, and the element is the water element. And it has an action of regulating qi, opening up the low, benefit the, the heart, comes the spirit. 
opens up the low point, as I say earlier. Um, since this is the Hersey point of the heart channel, it uh, since the heart governs over the blood vessel, uh, so it can be used for a lot of heart and spirit issues. Um, and interesting enough, since this is a water point, and water point can nourish the wood, so it actually can also be used for any kind of wind moving conditions. Um, I would uh, probably look at how that could be helpful in Parkinson uh, issues, as well as uh, benign uh, tremors. Um, besides that, <coughs> since uh, it has a regulating qi and harmonizing blood um, uh, function, is probably um, uh, we can often say this is the reason why the name lesser C, a small C, means its ability to regulate all the qi and blood in a small, not so insignificant way in the body has also been described. Um, how would you uh, use this point for Jim? Again, um, the psychic compliance or, or even cardiac compliance, heart related, as well as elbow pain locally and knee pain as well. So um, I tend to use it probably most often for knee pain just because I see patients with knee pain frequently. I agree with you, and I would add on um, vertigo, uh, teeth, tooth, teeth pain, uh, trigeminal neuralgia, uh, angina, which you talk about already. Um, I would just add on some of this um, uh, situation can also, uh, has been documented for uh, this point. And talk about point combination, uh, this point <clears throat> can combine with uh, small intestine 3 in the treatment of hand tremor and uh, elbow and arm pain. Um, this point can also combine with large intestine 4 and stomach 44 to purge and sedate yangming heat uh, pathogen for the treatment of toothaches. Uh, this point can uh, combine with sosani, which is large intestine 10, again, the treatment of chronic stubborn numbness of the arm, and we can do some electroacupuncture uh, going across. Uh, let me see what else. Ah, in gynecology, this point um, has been used with large intestine 2, I mean, I'm sorry, liver 2, spleen 6 for excessive menstruation, excessive menstruation. Um, and uh, ah, combination of heart 3 with heart 7 can also and have been used to help uh, to regulate the heartbeat. So um, it can be useful when the heartbeat is too slow, or it can also use when the heartbeat has increased dramatically. It can do both ways. Um, how would you needle this point? Well, again, I tend to needle this one perpendicularly. And um, in this case, uh, 0.5 to 1 sun. That 1 sun is a little deep, but uh, it can be done in some cases in a more oblique direction, particularly as well when I'm treating the tissue locally. You know, I look at some of the ancient classic texts as well as the contemporary texts. It really, there's a lot of mention about that you want to get that tingling and numbing feeling 
to be effective at this point. How do you feel about that? If I tend to treat a uh, problem affecting the ulnar nerve, uh, uh, where I want to affect the ulnar nerves, I'll get, I'll try to get a light tingling as well. But I generally keep it with a light sensation, and I would have to needle this one in the direction of that nerve. So most of the case, however, I don't seek that uh, tingling sensation with this point. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and and the reason being, I don't know how my American patients can handle it. The truth of it. I know Chinese patients, they are used to it. They think that if you have some sensation, it works. If you don't have any sensation, they think it's not effective. So <laughs> I, I have to agree with you. Um, I think it depends on where we are putting the needles in, in which uh, part of the ocean we are in. Um, so looking at the classics, oh my God, this this point has been documented everywhere, everywhere, ranging from Zhenjiu Jiaijin down to Qianjin Yaohuang, to Waitai, to Tongnen, to Zhenjiu Dacen. And it, it talk, really talk about a lot of vertical headaches, pains in the local area, the back. Um, again, headache is big, um, breathing issues. A teeth, tooth pain, a lot of teeth, uh, teeth issues, uh, gum issues, angina issues, um, tingling and uh, numbing issues of the arm, and also inability to, to lift your shoulders and your arm. And that seems to be uh, some of the uh, uh, classical indication and descriptions. Uh, do you have anything else to add to this point before I get into a little bit about research? No, I'm interested in the research of this point. Go ahead. All right. There are three research I can pick off some of the magazine I have here. The very first one is the treatment of colitis. This point has been used to treat to relieve um, intestinal spasms. And, um, um, and this point can uh, help to treat any kind of colitis issues. Interesting. The second thing is that it regulates heartbeat, heart rate, especially when you combine heart three and heart seven. With these two combination, this can actually uh, treat bradycardia in animal studies. What it did is that they use, um, uh, I think cortisol type of um, substance injecting to an animal um, and where the animal's heartbeat has slowed down. I don't know which animal they use. And we and, and they did an experiment where they treat heart three and heart seven, where that it can speed uh, rap- rapidly increase, uh, recover the heart rate. Um, and I wonder if that could be an interesting um, use for when we have a bradycardia issues. The third research has shown that it actually has some uh, effect on cortisol uh, levels or adrenal um, hormone secretion levels. Um, it can regulate that in both ways. Um, and uh, especially when you combine with large intestine 4, Hegu, and as well, stomach 36. Very interesting how it regulates the adrenal gland functions, adrenal gland functions. Because, you know, a lot of time, if you think about adrenal glands, we're thinking about kidney points, right? We think about kidney channel points. 
And uh, so this research has shown that actually HOT3 combined with large intestine 4 and stomach 36, these triad points can be useful for adrenal uh, issues. So that's what I have um, for this point. It's a wonderful point. It's widely used for a lot of acupuncturists. Um, do you have anything else to uh, add before we end this podcast? No, but thank you. I learned a few things tonight. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Jim. And I learned a lot from you, too. And uh, I want to thank all the audience who uh, stay with us. And thank you very much uh, for your patience and uh, listening to us. Thank you, Dr. Gao. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of these acupuncture points. And we look forward to visiting with you again in our next episode. In the meantime, we wish you wellness and health. 